This is my sorry, I've been all over the place I know that you haven't had much time to yourself and I know you're busy, but when you wake up, could you please call me? I haven't slept in for a while, as soon as I wake, my mind starts running back to the old place and the next tour, move from mission. Down the glacial time keeps dragging like a big slow. I get squished like a big bug. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 50. And boy, have we got a big one in store for you guys this week. But before we get to what is on the docket, I'm going to introduce my co hosts Travis, welcome. Yo, yo, yo. Tom, welcome. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello, Travis. Hello, listeners. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been doing this for uh, almost two years now, and we've reached a big milestone. This is the big 5-0. So we're going to be talking about Creed 2. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. We're going to switch up the format a little bit on this episode. So we're going to start by talking about what we've been watching, going to the Creed 2 review, and then we are going to end with a massive bracket that we are calling the Tournament of Champions. <laughs> and this is a 64-entry bracket consisting of most of the movies we have reviewed on this show. There have been some movies that all three of us did not see, so we're only including movies that all three of us have seen. Uh, these are official reviews that we've done on the show, and an additional, what, five, Travis, yeah. from... 2016 if you remember from episode one it was our consensus top five of 2016 yeah so rather than like kicking and scratching to like fight over which five are gonna get on uh, we just went with our consensus five so we will be getting to that later we're gonna talk each entry in a random bracket until we crown the what are we calling this the best cinephiles digest film or we didn't really coin mm. a, a term for our champion best of the best i don't know <laughs> the well, cream of the crop <laughs> we do like cream on this show <laughs> uh we'll figure that yeah. out later uh but first uh anything you guys want to report on what's uh what's new we just recorded episode 49 a week ago so probably not much i do have two announcements mm. one is a shameless plug for my shameless for shameless no for my brother-in-law Mm-hmm. Who released a fantastic Christmas album? I gave uh, I gave Matt a little taste of it on the drive over. So he's a musician? No. Oh no, he and his roommates uh, are not musicians, <laughs> okay. but they did make a Christmas album. Uh, fair warning for those younger listeners: it is uh, explicit content. Is it comedic? <laughs> uh huh. Okay. It's a little tongue in cheek. Okay. Yeah, but the perfect amount. Anyway, it's uh, it's called A Golly Jolly Christmas. It's by Dernst and Friends. You can find it on Spotify. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's pretty All awesome. Right. <laughs> he showed me a couple tracks. <laughs> such bangers as uh, Santa Got Me Trippin', mm-hmm. uh, Working Elves, mm-hmm. uh, Oh Golly Jolly, Snow Fallen, Package on the Way, Evergreen. Lots of good ones. Pretty good. He pretty said good. brother-in-law? That's right. All right, I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. And listeners, check it out. We get an advertising stipend for each stream that they receive on Spotify. (laughs) Yeah, they have uh, five-month listeners right now, and four of those are me. Mm -hmm. So 
<laughs> from all, Four different all my devices. <laughs> yeah. uh, my other announcement is that I did um, White Elephant last night, and mm. I'm pretty sure I had the best gift. It's kind of early for a White Elephant. To bring. Oh. Not to win. Gotcha. What did you bring? I brought a hot dog toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a bun toaster? It toasts both buns and two hot dogs at the same time. That so is, is what it, it is. Is it like a broiler for. toaster combo or something? It looks like a toaster oven, except it has holes <laughs> on the top, three sets of holes with like a vertical stand up. You know, you stick the bun in top down. Yeah. Yeah. Then the two dogs. Always. Then the other buns. <laughs> click it in. And then it shoots out perfectly toasted hot dogs. Oh my god! This is the must-have kitchen gadget of 2018. I mean, it's pretty fucking killer. Forget they those. have a whole they have a whole <laughs> line of products. They do grilled cheese. They do. I think they do quesadillas. They just have like these design these specially designed toasters. Who needs an instant pot when you got a hot dog toaster? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. And for the low low price of like fourteen dollars, it looks good. It does the job, you know. It's a statement piece for your kitchen. How do you know it actually works? Did you open it up and like make a hot dog before you brought it to the gift exchange, or what? No, I didn't. I just trusted the reviews. <laughs> Some people have reviews. kitchen dates on their counters. Tom has hot dog toasters. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it. I That's hope I get me. one of the white elephant. I'm going to in a couple weeks. Yeah. Pretty dope. Not that I have the counter space for it, but I'll make some room for a hot dog toaster. Mm-hmm. Who oh, needs yeah. a microwave? Not me. <laughs> Hot dogs taste way better when they've been toasted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, for me, not much to report uh, other than playing a shitload of Dead Cells on my Switch. Probably put 25 hours in since we last recorded a week ago. Wow. It is baller. Anyone who has a Switch. It's on PlayStation, Xbox. It's like a 2D roguelike platformer type thing. Combat's really good. It looks pretty. Keeping up with Red Dead? I haven't touched it since before Thanksgiving. Oh, shit. Yeah. Got got sucked into Dead Cells. I also restarted Pokemon Moon because all these people playing Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu or whatever. It doesn't actually seem like it's a very good game, but it got me in the Pokemon mood again. So, right. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Uh, Travis, before we start talking about what we've been watching, anything you want to report? Not much. Had uh, my... Weekly Friday night Call of Duty game sesh. Which I was involved in this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was nice. Mm-hmm. Having Matt on the uh, the roster. Blackout or multiplayer? A little blackout, but mostly Team Deathmatch. We did also play Heist, which was first time for me, which is basically Counter-Strike. Mm. A lot of fun. Yeah. I was just enjoying it. Okay, It's pretty cool. It's like five on five instead of six on six. Single elimination. So wow. you like capture money and bring it to your base. That's pretty cool. It was fun. I'm surprised I was the one to tap out on Friday night. Yeah, I was surprised too. I was prepared to play until like 1.30. I was getting a little bored. Oh my God. A little tired. Hands were starting to cramp up a bit. Oh no. Yeah. We were all playing the same amount of time as you and we weren't bitching. I know, right? (laughs) What's wrong with your hands? When you do it every week. (laughs) That's true. You do do that every (laughs) Friday. (laughs) Um, Hey, what do you guys think about this uh, this new Lion King situation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's probably gonna make me cry seeing did you HD watch Simba the like, trailer? I did. Yeah, it's I got tingles. <laughs> what kind of tingles? Good ones. <laughs> Where at? What region of your body? Full body experience. <laughs> okay. Centered along the spine, and then spreading into each cheek. 
<laughs> and then down the legs. Okay. As well as into the fingertips <laughs> from the shoulders. God damn. Full body chills this guy got. So you're excited? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very. Are you kidding? Are you annoyed at all by it being... Nothing about it is annoying. Okay. <laughs> but what should I be annoyed Well, I about? saw... I, I haven't looked into it much, but I saw like a side-by-side comparison uh-huh. in... I don't know if it's like the trailers are shot for shot, like remakes. Uh, I doubt or the movie if, is going to be shot for shot. I really hope stupid. not, because that's lazy as fuck if it is. Really? Yeah. I kind of like the idea. Well, shot for shot. That's such a cheap ploy to make money, though. If you literally just do yeah. like a like a CG version of an animated, like hand-drawn animated film. I got in an argument with Chelsea about it, because I was annoyed by hmm. how similar it was you know, just based off what I've seen so far. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to redo it, like, at least change it up a bit. Yeah, like, the story it. can be the same, but, like, literally the same shots. Like, that's just the laziest way to, like, put something out. <laughs> it's like an HD remaster of a video game. Yeah. Which those are fine, but, like... I, I hear you. They're not making a billion dollars off of them. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wasn't uh, bothered by it in the trailer. Plus, when's the last time you saw The Lion King, you know? Like a few years ago, probably. Yeah, I think it was a few years ago for me. <laughs> I, had to, I had to watch my 3D Blu-ray of it. Mm, hell yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> I wish you felt that way about all of your movies. <laughs> well, I had to watch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. Me too. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into what we've been watching. We'll kind of tear through this real quick before we review Creed 2. Um, just a couple things. Travis, you can go first. I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Who did it better, him or Kim Kardashian? Uh, <laughs> Ralph, definitely. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought it was very clever. Uh, it was funny. I loved the relationship between... I forget the little girl's name. I also played by Sarah Silverman. I should know since you just just saw it. (laughs) Is her name Susie? I forget. Like, yeah, I don't. It really doesn't matter. We know who you're talking about. Tilly. Tilly. (laughs) She's not in the uh, synopsis. So shit. Oh, Vanellope, right? Vanellope. Yeah. Uh, Vanellope. Yeah, like Penelope, but with a V. Yeah, you got got that part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought it was vanilla. Yeah. Is it spelled vanilla or is it spelled like Penelope? But with Is it vanilla or vanilla? It's not spelled like either of those. It's spelled like Janelope, but with a V. What? <laughs> Janelle? Oh, oh okay. I see, I see what you're saying. <laughs> That's stupid. What? But anyways, uh, yeah, I thought it was clever how they, like, not introduced, but infused all the like internet culture and like there's amazon in it and facebook and all that um it was maybe a little too long but i really enjoyed it better right. than the first one on par not quite i'm as gonna good. say better than the first one. Oh shit i was a little disappointed the first time i saw the first one but i also watched it on like essentially a laptop screen and it was like a downloaded copy of it and <laughs> It was just not a good first viewing experience, but I, I rewatched the first one and liked it a lot more, but I think I like this one better. Hmm. I love Rugged Ralph. I'm excited to see this new one. It's good stuff. And then I also saw uh, Instant Family. Mm. The new Marky Mark? Mark, Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. That was 
pretty solid. I didn't have high expectations for it or anything, but uh, it was pretty funny, pretty uh, heartfelt. It's got a good little message to it. It's uh, Rosemary DeWitt is uh, his wife, right? Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. I knew it was Rose something. Um, how are the laughs? Um, there's a few funny parts. I saw it with a uh, big group of coworkers, so that mm. was kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. The little girl is super cute in it. The Oh, right. the littlest of the... Because there's three of them, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of weird how this year seems like movies are making an effort to like... I don't know. Like be activists almost where there's like a little message at the end that's like, if you want to learn more, if you want to help out, go here, do this. Oh, that was sure. like in Boy Erased, Beautiful Boy this it seems like that's a new trend yeah just you know forward thinking support causes that kind of stuff i mean it's yeah. cool like, no, I, don't, yeah. I don't mind seeing that stuff you know go to this link right. to donate now or whatever yeah it doesn't bother me but it's just it's kind of interesting or cool seeing that movies are actually like trying to like bring awareness to things and not just like mm-hmm. putting a story out there we're gonna see a plug at the end of uh bumblebee for uh <laughs> Uh, to write love on her arms or whatever the <laughs> fucking charity is called. <laughs> End of the Revenant, mm-hmm. which is like a wildlife preserve donation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I only have one thing to talk about. Uh, I watched Book Club, which came out oh, over yeah. the summer. It's uh, the old ladies reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. It's not really about that. I mean, that's what brings them together. They do this book club and they decide they want to read Fifty Shades. It's more about... Is it about friendship? Yeah. Maybe older women. Like there's a, a, a woman who... She's a wit, uh, She's divorced and she hasn't been with anyone for like 17 years. There's a woman who's like never been married, just fucks everybody. There's a married chick whose marriage is on the rocks. You know, like mm-hmm. just viewing uh marriage and just womanhood at a later stage in life which sex in the city vibe no no (laughs) um it was not great um the cast is is awesome it's got diane keaton um her marriage is on the rocks uh, mary steenberger diane keaton no she i was guessing what is her story She's like a hippie bohemian. She's basically playing Annie Hall, but grown mm-hmm. up is essentially her character, kind of neurotic. Jane Fonda. Yeah, Jane Fonda's in it. She's the one. She's the hoe who just kind of bangs everybody, and then she falls in love, of course, in this movie. Spoilers. <clears throat> Performances are are really good, but the material is is pretty vapid. There's lots of uh, really just awkward, poorly written lines. The story is not interesting. You come for the kind of the tender moments and the performances. Like, I think I logged it as like a two and a half out of five or something like that. Any good laughs around um, Fifty Shades? No, not really. I mean, I chuckled maybe twice, but a lot of the laughs don't, don't land. Or they're just super cheap. Like, so cheap it's not even worth laughing, you know? But granted, I'm not really the demographic that this movie is is reaching for. This one's so. for your grandma, right? Yeah, my gram gram. <laughs> um, no, she's too busy watching her telenovelas <laughs> to be watching this trash. <laughs> um, that's Jane all I watched. The what? Jane the Virgin. <laughs> she into that? I doubt it. Well, you should probably turn her on to it. She might. Mm, she might dig it. Maybe. Yeah, it might be a little too smart for her. Not that she's dumb, but. She doesn't speak very good English. And <laughs> mm. I don't know. She might like it. I don't know. 
but she legitimately loves like, legit loves actual telenovelas mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe i can let her know uh that's all i got did you watch anything tom uh sarah and i did finish all of silicon valley oh okay so i had already seen all but the last season but she hadn't so i rewatched all of it and then we went through the most recent does it feel like it's losing steam or is it still um, pretty I great th- it's it was still funny it wasn't um it wasn't like the best season but not the worst at all uh it was kind of a bad season for dinesh he didn't have a very good storyline bummer um of course tj miller's gone so it's losing a little bit there i it does feel like they're trying to wrap it up because they kind of just like succeed a little bit too often you know the first few seasons it was like they just really back to square one all the time i feel like the seasons all kind of play out the same they do they do they're uh, they're pretty repetitive um so you see a couple things that like you you've predicted for years would happen and then they happen and then you're like they're doing fine you know so you know that they're gonna like wrap it up you go to that show for the comedy bits yeah not necessarily the storyline right which is still good it's still (laughs) yeah it's still a good show I think I I watched a few episodes of the new season and then I just stopped. So at this point, I'm probably just going to rewatch it. But mm-hmm. all the seasons up to that have been good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first three seasons, I think, are really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen the first two seasons, I think. Mm-hmm. I kind of fell off that show. but I guess I could say that I um, have watched all nine seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hell yeah. I'm up to date. And I love that show. Best comedy of all time, or no? I don't think it reached that level, but it's it's up there. It's definitely one of my favorites that I will try and champion now. Well, what's what's number one then? If it's not Curb, probably got to go with The Office. Yeah, solid. Michael Scott is legendary. I prefer Parks and Rec, <laughs> but that's just me. Parks and Rec might be number two, but if we're talking comedic shows, Curb's got to be in the top five. Oh yeah, it goes. It's always Sunny, and then Curb. And then probably like Futurama I think I prefer Curb shit. over It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Just because yeah, if you've only seen the first like two seasons, yeah. of It's Always Sunny. But the characters in Curb or not Curb and It's Always Sunny can get a little annoying at times. Yeah, so can Larry. I love Larry. <laughs> 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 He's the best. <clears throat> but uh, thanks for turning me on to that, Matt. Yeah, of course, dude. I'll champion that show until the day I die. I kind of want to watch it all the way through again, but with Chelsea this time because watching. Anything comedic is always better with at least one other person. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I rewatch it uh, probably once a year. I don't. Did we talk about this? There's an episode. There's a part that fucking has me dying every time. You it's, know what? I still. I watched. I either maybe I missed a few episodes or like I skipped it, but I still have not seen the episode where he has like the the fake heart he, attack. He, it's um. It's at the. It's the very last episode of season six. Because I went back and like skimmed through it. And it's I... at the end of the episode. Okay. It's when he finds out that, uh, uh, what's her name? Leon's sister. Mm. Fuck. Loretta. Loretta Black. No, is Loretta the grandma? No, it's Loretta. I think you're right. Uh, he finds out that she has cancer because they've been waiting for the test results. It's the one where, uh, Jeff Green bangs, uh, Funkhauser's crazy sister, played by Catherine O'Hara. Oh yeah, where she's like, "Oh fuck me, fat boy." <laughs> you remember that episode? Yeah, it's at the end of that episode. <laughs> I don't. I, I'll have to go back. Maybe you just weren't paying attention out. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. You guys ready to talk Creed two? 
Tom didn't see this one. Tom's ready. Ready to listen. <laughs> yeah. So we won't spend too much time on it because we want to. I'm itching to get into this bracket, but let's uh, let's talk Creed too. Uh, Was it a knockout? Oh, I guess we have to start with a clip. We will see. And yes, here's a clip. Why do it again? What do you have to prove? It's not about that. You wouldn't be any good to anybody if you didn't do what you love. You wouldn't be able to breathe, right? Well, I wouldn't be any good to anybody if I don't handle this the right way. But I need you. I'll beat him. You better. Okay, Creed 2 is the sequel to 2015's Creed. Uh, Ryan Coogler is not back to direct this one. Whoops. Yeah, this one's directed by Stephen Cappell Jr., uh, with Sylvester Stallone being one of the credited screenwriters. Whoops. Film stars Michael no. B. Jordan, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, and Dolph Lundgren. Plot synopsis reads, under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, heavyweight... Tutelage? Is that how you say it? Tutelage? Tutelage. Tutelage? Is that actually how you say it? Tutelage. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Tutelage of Rocky Balboa. That's one of those words I've never said out loud, you know, but I've read it a million times. Uh, under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, heavyweight contender Adonis Creed faces off against Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago. Travis. Okay. Let's... We are both big fans of Creed, right? And Rocky and all, all Huge that Huge fan of Creed. Huge fan of the Rocky series. I mean, they get progressively worse, but it's a great franchise. Are you fucking kidding me? What? They get progressively worse? Well, not like a straight through line. Rocky Four is the second best Rocky movie. Uh, I beg to differ, mm, <laughs> dude. Fucking two or which one has Hulk Hogan in it? Three. We'll get in. Three is the worst. I one. mean, no, five is. Well, I've by never seen. Far. It. I don't count five. Oh, I don't count Tommy Gunn. That one. I've never seen it. So I just know bad. it's trash. <laughs> is that when he's old? He's a coach in Rocky Five. Yeah, Rocky Balboa is the one where he like oh, comes back old. to fight. Yeah. yeah. It's like a charity fight or something. I've never seen Rocky Balboa either. Um, from memory, it's something like that. Because he's old as fuck. Like, yeah. there's no way he's like fighting for a belt or anything in that one. Or someone like calls him out or something. Or it's it's something weird. I think it might just be like it's almost like how this fight is set up in Creed Two, where it's like they need a big name to hype up a fight. You know, right, to like kind of right. revitalize <laughs> the sport. Hmm. So anyway, Creed Two. Go ahead and kick this one off, Travis. Um, I was kind of disappointed by it. I liked parts of it, but there was a lot of stuff that bothered me and it's kind of making me question the entire franchise. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Welcome. In a way, well, like, I guess maybe the problems I had with this movie are maybe problems that are in the other Rocky movies and I just like let them go unnoticed but maybe on a rewatch or watching the whole franchise again, I might pick up on those more and be more annoyed by it or just like it less. But yeah, I went into this movie with high expectations. 
which was probably the wrong way yeah. to go about it because Kugler's not directing it. But yeah, ultimately I was disappointed. There was parts I liked about it, but there was a lot of things that bothered me and we can get into it a bit once you give your piece. Yeah, I, do, I, I am curious to hear some specifics. I I think it is a good, if not great, Rocky movie. Uh, it doesn't live up to Creed. Um, so kind of going back to what you were saying about you questioning the series as a whole. The, the series as a whole, if you don't really count Creed in that, is pretty formulaic. Like each movie has a pretty defined arc. There really aren't any surprises. Um, that's kind of how this movie is. It's very predictable. Um, but I do think it's very well done. I thought the script for the most part was pretty solid. Uh, there, you know, you have your moments of triumph. You have your dark night of the soul. Like you have all of those like generic formula plot points. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about, I mean, we, we, we love boxing movies on the show. There's just something about Rocky, like the character, the franchise, just everything about that lore. Uh, that I don't know. It just gets me so hyped up and it's inspiring. It's a great under one of the all time great underdog stories. Like I enjoyed it quite a bit, not nearly as good as Creed one, but I had some, you know, minor issues and it's very predictable, but I enjoy it. Yeah. So I didn't really feel that much excitement watching the movie until the end. And like you said, it is very formulaic and you can kind of see where the movie's going and so it lessens that excitement. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like the o- the opening fight, just like you're thrown right into it. And I feel like either just the way it was shot or the way it was built up. I mean, there really is no buildup. It just like the first fight lacked excitement. And it just the first like half hour of the movie felt so off. Like everything just felt kind of like corny or phony about it. And I feel like this movie also like relies way too much on what Creed 1 built and maybe it's my problem that Creed 1 isn't so fresh in my mind, but I feel like it, as an audience, you have to like be fresh on the story or just kind of take everything for what it is because they don't really do much like character building in this movie. See, I completely disagree. I think this movie is mostly character building. Maybe not building in the sense that there's character progression. There's a little bit of that, but it's mostly it's mostly just character development. Like characters Adonis, talking to each other. like struggling with this whole notion of this fight. Well, it's that, but I mean, there's also the subplot between him and Tessa Thompson's character, like their home life. He has a conversation with his mother. Like there's the boxing promoter. Um, there's a, a new coach in this movie. Plus you have all the drama on the other side with Drago and his son. And there's really not a ton of that that gets developed, but I thought maybe not interesting, but I like seeing Drago back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like the idea of that. But then I didn't really like, without spoiling it, the the end of the movie is kind of like trying to correct Rocky Four in a way, which was kind of annoying. And all the family stuff felt kind of like forced or shoehorned into it, especially towards the end. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It did seem it did seem very forced the how they concluded the, the kind of Drago story. But yeah. I don't know, like it could have gone a different way, and I kind of prefer what they did here you know like there was kind of a moment of redemption 
Um, maybe cheesy, definitely cheesy, but I yeah. don't know, it worked for me. I thought most of the family stuff was pretty melodramatic too. Like all the stuff between Tessa Thompson and him was very melodramatic. I mean, it's a melodramatic franchise. And see, I think that's maybe my problem is I'm either valuing the other movies too high or maybe I didn't see those flaws when I watched these. Cause I've only seen all the Rocky movies once and I like binge watched them. Yeah, I grew I, up watching. I just the Rocky had never movies. seen them before. Yeah, sure. Um, but that was like an amazing experience watching all those together, and I could see that they were getting worse. But I still just enjoyed watching all of them. And it's maybe I came into this with too high expectations, but it was ultimately disappointing. Yeah, and you know there is some disappointing stuff all over the movie, but at its heart, I love. I still love the relationship between Rocky and Creed. Like seeing those two actors together, the the mentor relationship that yeah. they have, uh, I I enjoyed all that stuff. The tutelage, mm-hmm. the tutelage. <laughs> I I will say though, did you? F- or actually, go ahead. So I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but as far as like nitpicky stuff that really bothered me, um, there's this final fight that Creed is preparing for. So they kind of like go back to basics. They refer to it as hell, but. That's the like a montage scene. The training, but there's no montage. like preparation for the actual fight. It's just training. It's not how are we gonna win this fight. Right. It's I'm gonna dig a hole with a sledgehammer and sweat in the desert. Like there was no actual like tweaking, formulating a game plan. You yeah. know, which I thought was strange, especially given the events that happened prior to that. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and just his opponent just seems so like, you know. Like, he just seems so outclassed in this match. And, I mean, also, we, well, we haven't really touched on it yet. And this is something you just kind of have to suspend your disbelief for. But, like, the weight difference is insane. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. Drago <laughs> is a beast, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like the buildup for the movie kind of sucked. And it's kind of annoying how something happens about an hour of the way in. And you're like okay, well, this is weird because it's not the end of the movie yet. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. So you know something's going to happen to prog- like prolong the story. Um, what else did I not like about this? <laughs> uh, I thought the coolest part was when it was the intro to his second fight when it's a uh, icon by uh, Jaden Smith is the, the music <laughs> to sec. Oh, right. That was probably the coolest thing visually. And like got me the most excited. Watching his entrances it. were pretty dope. Well, his final okay. entrance was pretty cool too. Yes. But it was also really dumb how his wife was like performing live to his, has that ever happened in boxing? <laughs> has a boxer ever been married to like a semi famous artist? She yeah, just she could just kind of gotten her big break. I don't know. I thought yeah. it was kind of neat. I thought most of her character stuff was kind of uninteresting too. Like most of the time we spend with Tessa Thompson is like her singing career, but it's like no one really cares about that because we're here to see this boxing story. See, I think that stuff was pretty tertiary to the main plot. Yeah, <clears throat> like I, they more so focus with her condition. I mean, she she's deaf and. uh 
I mean, I, again, I don't want to get into specifics, but I, I did kind of like her character. She's a more fleshed out character than Adrian, that's for sure. In the, yeah, in the definitely. earlier Rocky movies, you know. Um, but anyway, I, I thought it was super enjoyable. I think anyone who likes Rocky movies will, if not love it, you know, I mean, get some enjoyment out of it. Do I you mean, feel that the, the the last thing I really want to point out is I feel like the way the sh- fights were shot or something about the fights just lacked the excitement of the first one. Like, I remember just being, like, so enthralled in the first Creed, and this one, I was watching it all from a distance. I think it's it's well-directed, but it doesn't reach the same heights as, as Creed. Because Creed is pr- pretty incredible, the boxing yeah. sequences. This is a little bit more run-of-the-mill. Like, it was very well done. I enjoyed the boxing stuff, but it wasn't, like, awe-inspiring, like the first Creed. Yeah. And, and that's just the guy at the helm. I know? think that might be the problem is I maybe went into Creed having low expectations like, oh, it's a Rocky reboot. reboot. What should I expect? And I was blown away by it. But then this one, I was like hoping it was just going to be on the level of Creed and it wasn't. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Um, that's about all I have. You want to get some star ratings? Sure. Uh, this is like a, it's like I want to be an asshole and give it a 2.5, but I also want to give it the benefit of the doubt. And give it a three. It's I'm really, very torn. <laughs> you really didn't weren't that negative. I mean, I, can I think tell I'll ultimately go with but. three because it is still a decent boxing movie, and I probably just need to settle down and rewatch the whole franchise and reevaluate. Having <laughs> having right, just, Tom? I don't think I like boxing <laughs> movies. Oh, dude, they're some of the best. Name one that's not Rocky. Raging Bull. Uh, yeah, I watched that a while ago. I don't great. remember it very well. I have a list of boxing movies on a uh, letterbox. Letterbox. Uh, Play it to the bone. I remember was a lot of fun. There's a bleed for this. Don't, Southpaw, Cinderella Man. Southpaw's not very good. Okay. See, I like Southpaw more than Bleed for this. Um. So far, it has better not selling me. It has better boxing matches but the story in southpaw is way more yeah. annoying yeah. than the story there i just think that boxing movies are all essentially the same They're cliche they kind of are there's yeah. only a few great boxing movies but i at least am pretty entertained by by boxing movies even the ones that aren't great i mean i just like sports movies in general so if you give me a decent sports movie i'll probably like it but boxing is probably one of the best sports to make a film out of oh, just because sure. of the just the stakes and the it's you know one on one and yet there are so few good ones. My grandpa on my dad's side was a boxer when he was young. So was mine. Oh yeah, I think it. Well, maybe my great grandpa. I think great grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Well, boxing is huge in Mexico, so that's what my uh, my abuelo did. Oscar oh, de la Hoya. Perhaps you've heard of him. We didn't re- mention. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we didn't mention the fighter. That's oh a yeah, that's a that's a good movie. boxing movie. Did you see that, Tom? I don't think so. It's uh, uh what the Bale. fuck is that guy's name? Director, uh, David O. Russell. Yeah, David O. Russell. Mm. Yeah, that's a solid one. How about a Million Dollar Baby? It's good. It's a good movie. It's definitely shouldn't have won Best Picture, but it's who was it up against? Decent. That was what two thousand five, two thousand four. Oh, I don't know. Not off the top of my head. I'm not sure either. Return of the King, maybe? Oh, no, that was the year before. How about The Hurricane with Denzel? It's That's not very good. It's a good one. Uh, Real Steel? All right. Oh, my God. All right, we don't need to go over <laughs> boxing history now. 
Okay. Well, that's Suffice Creed to too. say, I still don't think I like boxing movies. Okay. I didn't that's like Rocky. Fair. It was boring. Even what? what? Dude, it's the all-time <laughs> underdog movie. It's no, the best. It's stupid. He, he loses at the end. <laughs> it's so good. No. Whatever, dude. The first two Rockies are, are gold. No. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, no, let me piss real quick. <laughs> okay. Well, while you're doing that, Tom and I will kind of go over the format here. Mm-hmm. So we whittled the movies down to 64. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to pick a bone with this because uh, Travis cut Jumanji out, but it should be on there. When you hear some of the movies that are on here, I think you're going to be like, uh, I mean, Jumanji. Dude, Jumanji's not going to get past the first one. Jumanji was hilarious. It's good. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was far and away better than Game Night, that's for sure. Okay, well, thank God Travis isn't here to hear you say that. <laughs> um, so we plugged all these movies into a random seed bracket generator on the internet. I have not yet yes. looked at the matchups. These seeds are random. I'm the only one who has access. I have not looked at them yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to list all the movies before we start. We're just going to start at the top of the bracket, and we're going to move our way down. But it is movies that we have featured as main reviews over our 50 episodes, plus five from 2016, so our consensus top five. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go matchup by matchup. In, this, in the interest of time, mm. I think... Think of each of these as a boxing match. Yes. <laughs> in the interest of time, I think I'm going to read each matchup. We vote, and if it's un- if it's unanimous, we can just maybe say it. a thing, but just move on, you okay. know? If Because if, some of these matchups are probably going to be pretty obvious, which is moving on, you know? So if it's not unanimous, then maybe we'll have a conversation. How long the conversation goes is going to depend on how hard you want to fight for, for that movie. Well, we all know how this is going to go. Is the survivalist on this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you didn't see the survivalist, did you? Yeah, I Oh, did. we all watched it together. Did you put the survivalist oh, on I don't here? think I put it on the list because it wasn't, it wasn't a, featured a featured review. review. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't stand a chance anyway. I was so. just curious. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm only not. one. I'm yeah. only one. So, <laughs> so some of these matchups I think are going to be pretty, uh, pretty difficult. So good. That's what I want. The only way I'm going to win this is if there's like what do you mean win? Perfect. One of my movies. Do you have one movie in mind? I have a few movies in mind. Oh, so but I don't think they stand a chance. I told Tom this. I'm not going to tell you. Well, I'm, here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I told Tom Start specifically. Again. I'm going to tell you generally. Okay. I watched a movie last night that uh, I wanted to reevaluate for this bracket, and I am going to champion it. And he knows what it is, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Over anything else? Not anything okay. else. It's not like my number one, my personal number one on you this bracket. You didn't log it on Letterboxd. What? Is it a surprise? No, I've seen the movie before. Well, I mean, would it be a surprise to me that you're championing it? Maybe not necessarily. It'll make sense when you hear which movie it okay. is. I think, we'll, I think it would surprise you a little bit. We'll see what happens. A little bit of a surprise. <laughs> what was it, Lady Bird or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready to go? Let's do it. Let's see how it goes. All right. First matchup, Incredibles 2 versus The Big Sick. Big Sick. Big, Big sick. sick. Easy. Incredibles 2, solid Pixar movie, but come on. Let's be real. It's not The Big Sick. I uh, probably should have... 
Oh no. Uh-oh. All right, give me a second here. I'm actually going to pause this bad boy. And we're back. Okay, sorry about that. Slight technical difficulty with this stupid bracket. Uh, but it has been fixed. So the big sick advances to the next round. Real quick, just for fun. Um, if it was the Incredibles 1 versus the big sick, where would you go? It would still be the big sick. Me too. For sure. Tom said the Incredibles. Off air. Nah, it's bullshit. All right. Not over the big sick. Move on. It's now not in the bracket. <laughs> now you're being shamed. Live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, second matchup, it comes at night versus Avengers Infinity War. Uh, comes at night. It comes at night. That's an easy one. Yeah, that is an easy one. <laughs> Get fucked, Avengers. Don't even have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it comes at night. Speaking of fading into the mist. Ouch. Infinity War just got annihilated. <laughs> All right, Stupid I am saving this there. matchup. Please tell me that worked. Okay. Next matchup, First Reformed versus The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. First Reformed. Ooh. It's also First Reformed for me. It's got to be First Reformed. Mm-hmm. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, solid movie. We just reviewed it last episode. So it's a tough matchup for it. If you want to hear our thoughts, go ahead and tune into that one. But First Reformed advances to the next rounds. So far, so good. Nothing too crazy. Next matchup. Halloween 2018 going up against crazy rich Asians. Halloween. Mm, for sure. Didn't Halloween. even like it. What crazy rich Asians? Or Halloween you didn't like. Didn't really like Halloween. But you preferred it to crazy rich Asians. Uh, I prefer almost anything to crazy rich Asians. Oh shit. Uh not that it matters, but I would go Crazians. Do you want to say a piece or are you okay with it going down? Um well, does it matter? No, it's not gonna advance <laughs> anyway. But you know, if you want to say a piece. Uh, I just had more fun watching that. I mean, they're two completely different movies, so it's hard to oh, really yeah. like <laughs> <Big time. laughs> say why one is better than the other. But this one, Crazy Rich Asians, ranks higher, less issues. Sure. Okay. Well, next matchup: Mission Impossible Fallout versus Detroit. Ooh, that's a good matchup. No, it's Mission Impossible Fallout. Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit uh, was pretty good. Hmm. Detroit had like one standout scene. Granted, it was like a thirty-minute long scene. Yeah, but the movie peaked there. The stuff surrounding it was not as good. That's true. It was a great movie, but um, oh, totally. I think that the ending wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah. They yes, did, I would agree. It. The whole music subplot. Oh, I forgot about something about that. Spent spent too much time on it. I feel like, but uh, yeah, I'll probably go Fallout as well. Cool. Okay. This one might be interesting. The Florida Project going up against Black Klansmen. Mm. Black Klansmen. Also Black Klansmen, yeah. I would go Florida Project. I was not a big... Or were you the biggest Florida Project fan mm-hmm. at this table? Oh, I thought it Tom was. was. Was it me? Yeah. It definitely wasn't me. I've seen I really it, liked Florida Project. I've seen it three times. We were we were on the same page. Right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I've seen it three times, and it, it didn't get better. It stayed at a 3.5 or 4. I don't really know what I gave it, but... yeah. It's pretty. I don't know. I, I think I gave them both four stars, but if I had to pick or if I were to watch one again, it would be Florida Project. Fair enough. All right. Black, Black Klansman advances. Ooh. We have Coco going up against Get Out. I saw that. Ooh. I, I peeped it before. Mm. I don't know the answer. 
I think it's Get Out. Uh, it's uh, Coco for me. Hmm. This is a tough one. This is and, just the first round, man. <laughs> and usually I'm on the other side of this where I'm You're not actually the deciding, deciding factor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I got to go Get Out because Get Out was like... This is a game changer. Fringe, fringe top 10. I think it was like 11 or 12. And then Coco was probably like 15 or, you know, around the 15 to 20 range. I think Get Out's more important. Yeah, that's my yeah, that's is. my deciding point because I'm pretty sure I logged out as a 4.5 and Coco is a straight 5. But and you know, just it's got more oomph, you know? Yeah, and it was... I mean, it's. I feel like it's a more important movie and it just kind of like hit me by surprise too with yeah. coco i was expecting it to be good and it was really good i mean it's it was the best pixar movie right they won that Didn't bracket won yep. <laughs> but uh sorry coco you're gonna gotta go go yeah first round can't win them all man poor coco i did tear up remember me <sighs> gonna be we will by that we will song. coco <laughs> r.i.p coco all right next matchup we got phantom thread Travis is a heavy hitter going up against Dunkirk. No, I'm Shut just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you did that on first. <laughs> uh, Phantom Thread versus Disobedience. Oh, that's easy. I love Disobedience, but it's got to be Phantom Thread for me. Phantom Thread. Yeah. I really want to rewatch that one. Yeah, me too. I want to. Is there a 4K of that one yet, Travis? Mm-hmm. I'd like to just. It's on my shelf. Oh, shit. Get a blanket, <laughs> curl up on the couch, and throw on Phantom Thread. Perfect gotta, time of the year for it. I'm going to pick that bad boy up. All right. This one might be interesting. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Is that the full title? Mm-hmm. Versus Blind Spotting. Oh, Blind Spotting. Easy. Valerian for me. Come on, Tom. I didn't really like either of these movies. I feel pretty strongly about Valerian. I feel pretty strongly about Blind Spotting. isn't even the best like racially charged film released this year. Uh, so Valerian, would, Valerian dis- wasn't the best sci-fi. Really. So but it was disagree with one of that, the prettiest Matt. movies like <laughs> on a visual level. Like I can only think of maybe a few films that are more impressive visually anyway. The other stuff surrounding what? it, sure. Yeah. Of all time? Yeah. Or like in this bracket? In, of all time. Uh, disagree. Uh Blind Spotting is the better movie, the more important movie. It is my favorite racially charged movie this year. I'm huge on Blind Spotting in this matchup. I'm all in on Valerian on this one. So, Tom, you're going to have to be the deciding vote here. Blind Spotting. God, what a guy. Son of a What bitch. a guy. Valerian knocked down the first round. I didn't like that choice, though. Hey. I'm going to keep that in mind for next next round. Oh, fucking politicking already <laughs> going on. All right. Next matchup. We shoot, have... shoot me a wink. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. Next How matchup. Tell it apart from all the other winks. <laughs> we love winking here. You can't see him, but uh, wildlife going up against it. God, I Ooh. could go for a couple hot dogs right now. That's easy. A couple it. hot dogs. Some toasted hot dogs. Sounds good. <laughs> uh it yeah it for sure wildlife i think we were all pretty dis- maybe not disappointed by but well i was disappointed i don't know definitely yeah. would have put jumanji on the list above wildlife that's for sure <laughs> I might so have it could lose to it 
I might have gone Jumanji. Over what? Get out of here. Jumanji is a more entertaining film than, than it. Than no, than Wild. Oh, the Wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. All right, Travis, you are not gonna like this one. Good time. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> Any guesses? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Nope. La La Land. Arrival. Oh my God. Uh, Get fucked. Both it's Arrival, me. big time. I rewatched it for this bracket. Yeah, you want to. Or you want to save it for uh, maybe which one? Arrival. Arrival. Mm-hmm. You want to save your thoughts for maybe the next round in case you need to make an argument against it? Or no, I'm just I'm kind of upset that Good Times just gonna go like a fart in the wind. It was a good movie, not a great movie. Bye bye, Good Time. Some would say like a fart in the wind. some would say fifth best movie of all time. <laughs> Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! Are you for real? Yeah, when I did that Facebook post, I put it Jesus in number Christ. <laughs> That movie is insanely Interesting. watchable. It is a thrill ride from start to finish. It's not that thrilling. Ugh, it is, though. Uh, the well, music. I the, don't think it's that watchable the either. The whole part where he's in that house with the girl is, I don't like that part. It, does it make you feel icky? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, it makes me feel a little icky, too, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm going to lose this one. We have A Star is Born. Woo! Baby, going up against Baby Driver, Stars Point. Oh, that's that. Well, I'm going Baby Driver, but maybe you guys know how I feel about Stars Point. That's a tough one. Deciding vote again. Maybe it's time to let this movie and that fucking song die because I am tired of it. Mm. Takes a lot. I'm gonna go. A star is born. Oh, son of a bitch. All right, star is born advances. Bye-bye, baby driver. Not that I'm the biggest baby driver fan, but... It wasn't all that great. Uh, I'm probably the, the biggest baby driver fan here. A lot oh, of, for sure. A lot of hoopla for... Super fun. Not a lot of content. Oh, man. This, so much fun. Substance. This next matchup breaks my heart. Eighth grade. Going up against La La Land. La La Land. Easy. It's La La, La, La Land. La I love Eighth Grade, though. If it had gone up against another movie, I feel like it could have at least gotten to the next round. Come on. Eighth Grade was, was, was pretty good. great. All right. La La Land. I mean, I love La La Land. Don't get me wrong. Man, so we're going to get the two like Hollywood-ass movies bumping up against each other in the next round. Well, not the next round. That'll be the, the round after, actually. But. Oh, okay. Um. Well, God, I am just getting steamrolled here. Mother, good going up against Lady Bird. Easy for me, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. But I, I just you know, for what it's worth, Mother is probably most in need of a rewatch of this whole list. All to give my piece on Mother real quick. I think it's one of the most provocative, interesting elevated movies i've seen in the past couple of years i don't know if everything works maybe some of its flaws would reveal itself to me on a rewatch maybe i would love it even more but uh mother was my number two film last year so i i mean i will I give it, it that it but um it's it's a tough one to watch it's one of a kind for sure Bizarre. i've never seen anything like it yeah it wears itself on its sleeve. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. Okay. Like many movies. A masterpiece? That, that Matt champions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Total mess. Masterpiece. <laughs> a masterpiece. Sure. All right. Another one bites the dust. 
Thoroughbreds going up against Wind River. Wind River. Ooh, Thoroughbreds. That's a pretty good matchup. God, don't fuck me again on this one. James. I love on. the vibe Come of on. Wind River. Thoroughbreds. Wind River is what Hold the Dark wishes it was. Wind River is a solid. Agreed. Actually, a pretty great thriller, but yeah, come it's on. pretty great. Come on. When was the last time you thought about Wind River? What are you kidding? I it rewatched it with Sarah with like you. six months ago. I probably. Great. I think about it all the time. Oh, it's, don't do this no, to me. No, it's really tough. Don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got to go Wind River. God damn. All right. Thor- all right. This wasn't all that great. It's one of my favorites of the year. I mean, I'm I'm the highest on thoroughbreds at this table, but. I gave it a. I gave both movies a four and a half. Me too. Yeah, I me too. I think Wind River surprised me a bit more and it has more memorable moments i agree but about thoroughbreds okay more memorable moments Ah. it's the best you agree but the opposite (laughs) with the sentiment sentiment, both your points i just apply them to the other movie okay uh, moving on we got tully going up against isle of dogs that's easy yeah, totally for sure. Totally. Well, we were all pretty disappointed by Isle of Dogs. Yeah, not? it didn't have that certain something. It didn't have that spark. Pretty to look at. Right. That was one of the episodes we did, just you and I, Matt. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Was it? Who else was, was on the show? Was that it was Paris? Just me and you. It was that. Was it literally, and just the two of player us. Player one. Yeah. Oh shit. Fucking losers. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Logan. Is going up against Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Runner twenty forty nine, motherfucker. For sure, but Logan's one of the best comic book movies of the yeah. past couple of years. Both very good, but I will give the edge to BR twenty forty nine. Oh hell yeah. Mm. Those shots. Mm. I wanted like to get Logan gold. on a four K over the Black Friday thing. I got it. You did get him. Looks like a pretty sexy set. You got. Oh, does the, does the four K come with the uh, the black and white version? Mm-hmm. Shit! I was just a target yesterday. I saw it for twenty bucks, oh, but I got it for ten. Yeah, that's why I didn't pull the trigger on the twenty bucks. All right. Uh, lucky for you, Travis. Uh, Dunkirk is going up against the Disaster Artist. Easy Dunkirk. for me. Yeah, I think I gave Disaster Artist a better score than Dunkirk by I think a full star. I think but you did too. <laughs> I'm still I'm still gonna go uh, Dunkirk because yeah. uh, the movie we just talked about is gonna go up against Dunkirk in the next round. So. I liked Dunkirk. Oh, <laughs> so I'll give you this one, Travis. <laughs> I, I liked Disaster Artist. Yeah, it felt like kind of like a novelty. But it could have. But it was done really well. It could have been, yeah, just a cash grab or something. It's a movie I really enjoyed while I watched it, but I haven't thought about it since. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was the entertaining exercise. Oh fuck me! Annihilation going up against Hereditary. Hereditary. Oh, come Ooh. on, <laughs> Matt. I got you. You got me. Don't you worry, got Annihilation got on you. this one. I got you. Man. Oh hell yeah. You're not just bullshitting me, are you? No, this is... We're going Annihilation? This is based off star ratings alone. I gave Annihilation four and a half and Hereditary a four. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. That's, I mean, that's tough for me, too. I did like Hereditary quite a bit. Um, they're probably, in an overall ranking, they're probably pretty close, but... I mean, I, I really liked Annihilation. Yeah. Annihilation was awe-inspiring. Hereditary was slightly disappointing. Oh. But I had the highest expectations for that thing. Oh, I thought it was going to be like The Shining 2.0. Dude, it was really fucking good. Yeah. And it had one of the best surprises 
of any movie this year. Very it's not the best. Very surprise. shocking, startling moment. Yes, if we're talking about the same thing, I'm sure we are. <laughs> Decapitation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Heads uh, will roll. <laughs> this one. This one might actually be the most interesting matchup so far. We got Manchester by the Sea going up against three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Wow, that's brutal. That is a tough one for kind of similar you too. guys. They're both about grief. That's true. Manchester all the way for me. That was a high one for 2016. It's three billboards for me. Ooh. Oh, man. Come on, Matt. Fuck, I love both these movies. Come on, Matt. Yeah, they were both really, really I good. I had your back last time. No, I, I am going to go Manchester. Yeah. I got to go Manchester by the sea. So what, what, what edges out Manchester for you two? They're both pretty emotional movies but i found manchester by the sea to be more devastating and they also is a gut punch for sure but they both i mean they're actually pretty similar movies in that they both do have a fair amount of humor in them three billboards more so but the humorous moments in manchester by the sea like some people have criticized three billboards because the humor they think kind of undercuts the drama you know no like it, i don't agree with that either oh just like the tone of it yes that the jokes seem out of place or i think it's the salt that brings out the flavor you know what i'm saying i agree <laughs> i think we're all in agreement here i like that but manchester by the sea is just casey affleck's performance it's heart-wrenching uh it's a simpler story for sure but i think it's the more powerful film and i love both of these these were both in my top tens their respective years yeah, I think Manchester was number three for me. It was or, maybe four or five for me, or, I think. Maybe it was like four or five, but Manchester wins it for me. That's a tough one. Three billboards, I feel like, could have done decent on this, uh, this bracket here. Well, there she goes. Well, <laughs> well see you later. Three uh, billboards are Dunkirk, Matt. What would you have gone with? Oh, three billboards for oh, sure. hundred yeah. percent. Do you even have to Just ask checking. Matt that question? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this is in, well, no. I think it's an easy one. Call me by your name. Going up against Won't You Be My Neighbor. Call me by your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Won't You Be My Neighbor is pretty awesome. Yeah. And I cried yeah. a bunch. It's very feel good. It's yeah. the movie we needed this year, but. Definitely. Call me by your name. One of the best films of the past 10 years. So fucking good. Yep. Yeah, both are amazing. I feel like the thing that Call Me By Your Name has going for it is that it's a drama. Won't You Be My Neighbor is mostly like just footage repurposed in, you know. Even if Won't You Be My Neighbor advanced to the next round, it doesn't really have legs, I don't think. Yeah. Documentaries are a weird thing, but it was an amazing movie. Uh, this one might be tough. Uh, sorry to bother you. Going up against mid nineties. Mid nineties for me. Me too. Me nineties. Yeah. 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 I thought maybe you would go. Sorry to bother you, but man, sorry. Because you liked it the most you. of us, didn't you, Tom? Yeah, but I, I just that thing has deflated since it came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are still talking about it. I mean. I don't know. I felt like that was Mainly like... Mainly our former guest, Andrew Chaplin. The buzziest the movie. <laughs> oh, does he love it? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. You so want does it Sarah. There. Sarah loves it too. But We talked about it when we went out before Thanksgiving. Andrew came too. Oh. Andrew was there. Bummer. I missed it. Could have had a little podcast reunion. Man, if you would have told me Andrew was going to be there, I would have I would have made the trek. Well, that was... We had already made the plans. And then I think... What, did he reach out to you, Tom? And you yeah. were like, oh, yeah, come hang out. Drink beers. Uh, 
Oh, fuck off. All right. Next matchup. John Wick Chapter 2. Versus Chapter 1. And this breaks my heart, but Suspiria. Oh, no. Oh, yes. (laughs) What? I'm going Suspiria. I have to, but come on. John Wick Chapter 2. John Wick. Oh, no. Come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. Your Uh, allegiance. (laughs) The pain on Tom's face right now. He is in agony. I am so upset about this. (laughs) Truly, truly. Your allegiance is to the Continental. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, uh, Suspiria is a more interesting, provocative film. John Wick Chapter 2 is one of the best action movies post-2000, post of the Matrix, but Suspiria is something else. I'm really fucking pissed about this. I think it's Suspiria. But I love I'm John hurting Wick too. 2 so much. Me too, dude. <laughs> We're going to have a quick 21-shot salute for John Wick Chapter 2. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> All right, Suspiria. Damn. God damn. Okay. Moving on down the list, we so have. Stupid. Sorry, Tom. This is an easy one. The Beguiled going up against You Were Never Really Here. Ooh, yeah. It's You, you Were Never Really Here for sure. The Beguiled was solid, but. By a landslide. Tom, do you even have to weigh in on that? No. Okay. <laughs> the Beguiled was boring. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Thor Ragnarok going up against a quiet place oh a quiet place ragnarok thor ragnarok get oh fucked, my Travis. god you guys are fucking idiots no way dude a quiet place is a 3.5 <laughs> movie quiet place is not that no, good Mo- uh, one of the most overrated films of the year for sure um, i disagree very effective no uh stupid very entertaining get fucked um well we could in the in round two depending on how this matchup goes we could have a marvel versus marvel showdown I'm we have Marvel. Black Panther going up against Midnight Special. Oh, Midnight, Midnight Special. Special. Yeah, yeah. Well, never mind. <laughs> so much for Marvel versus Marvel, but uh Tom and I were in sync on that one. Black Panther, you know, one of the better Marvel movies, I guess. Tom, it was because you and I that uh Midnight Special made it on this list. Really? Yeah, on, that was in the consensus picks because you guys were so high on it. Mm. It narrowly missed my top ten in our first mm. episode. Matt felt a little left left out on episode one when uh, we both had it in our top ten and he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're uh, we only got a, we only have a couple <laughs> matchups left here. Uh, Hold the dark going up against Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Hold the dark was I'm, if you. Will recall too dark. I technically have not finished Hold the Dark, so I have to go Wonder Woman. Even though I think Hold the Dark is a better movie, I I didn't finish it. So um, honestly, they're probably like on par for me. Is well, I don't know. I was slightly disappointed by Hold the Dark. Wonder Woman, I thought was solid for what it was, but Wonder Woman gets me hyped the way that you guys talk about Rocky. Just like blasting through those rocks and shit. It was cool. I've only seen it the one time still, but I'm okay with Wonder Woman advancing. Okay, I don't don't think my vote really matters, but I'll just say that. All right, this next (laughs) matchup I think has a clear winner, but I am disappointed by what's going to get knocked out. Uh, We have the Shape of Water 
going up against Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, it's yeah. Last Jedi. Kill your best picture winners. I do it's love The, the Shape Last of Jedi. Water, though. I just bought it on 4K. I'm excited to revisit that one, but Star Wars for sure. Dude, what if The Last Jedi wins this whole okay, fucking thing? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> <Am I? laughs> All right, next up, War for the Planet of the Apes going up against a simple favor. Easy for me. I'm going ape. Yeah, shit I'm on going this apes one. too. I don't oh, love it, yeah. but War for the Planet of the Apes, I guess. Simple favor. Well, did you even like that movie that much? Really God, like you really hate the, the apes, man. No, I, like I just don't, I don't like number three. Oh, I thought three was great. Wait, okay. No. But they're all masterpieces. What I want to say is I like the I really like the first like third of the of number three. Oh man, that opening war sequence is pretty good. It's not as much as you like Oof. I I prefer the waterfall scene. The Ooh, split, second splinter one? cell yeah. splinter cell shit. No, in the third one he's talking about. That is in the third mm-hmm. one? Oh yeah, yeah, where they show up with the lasers and yeah. okay. Yeah, the that was stuff the prison dope. break stuff is awesome too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's not really what I wanted from this movie. I like it wasn't what I was expecting, but I was still glad. I would have rather have had like an all out like Braveheart style war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, okay. Awesome. We have three matchups left. We have Moonlight going up against Split. Moonlight. That's it's easy. Moonlight. Yeah. It's Moonlight. Split was solid, but there is. Fun fact that was the second episode we ever recorded. Was They're split. on different planets. Oh, yeah. When Big it comes time. to <laughs> Big time. pitting them against each other. <laughs> Uh okay, widows going up against Spider Man Homecoming. Homecoming, Spidey. You guys are Spidey. What I said, you guys are fucked. Why? Because widows is the clear winner. No, dude, you're not Spider Man, dude. We just said it's not even close. It's Mm. not even close. Spider Man Homecoming is the second best Marvel movie. You got enough uh, superhero movies on this fucking list? We only have Ragnarok three. It's three too many out of (laughs) thirty-two. All right, last matchup in the first round. Uh, killing of a Sacred Deer Ooh. going up against First Man. Oh, easy. Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. Yeah. I liked First Man a lot, but hey, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I will say um, I did just rewatch uh, Spider-Man 2 last night. Oh, the Tobey Maguire one? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It still holds up. I, yeah, I think Homecoming is the best Spider-Man movie, yeah, though. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Which is crazy to say, but kind of crazy. Yeah, it's not that crazy. <laughs> a little crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Back up to the top of the list. Round two. We've narrowed All it down right. to 32. This is where it's going to start getting difficult, boys. First cut is the deepest. I'm ready. First matchup is the big sick going up against It Comes at Night. My vote is for It Comes at Night. Ooh, fuck. It's the big sick for me, for sure. I love both of these movies, but the big sick is an all-timer. Based off my top 10 rankings, I got to go big sick. <sighs> it was number three. I think It Comes a Night was like number nine. Yeah. Do you remember that red door, though? Oh, that's a good that's red a, door, dude. Probably one of the If this was a bracket doors. of the best red doors, <laughs> it would be up there. <laughs> it would have a fighting chance. That does bum me out a little bit that It Comes a Night It'd be like Home Alone out. versus... <laughs> <Comes a night. laughs> Okay, next matchup, First Reformed and Halloween. First, First Reformed. First Reformed. Poor Halloween. I mean, it's kind of a miracle that Halloween Wait, even made it to the second wasn't round. Wasn't Halloween your favorite movie of the year at one point? Yeah, it's not anymore. So it's for, still First it's, Reformed has First Reformed it. is literally, as of now, one spot ahead of Halloween. Okay. Yeah. 
but you hadn't rewatched First Reformed. I have not since rewatched then. it yet. Correct. So just over time, First Reformed has sunk or has climbed its way above Halloween. No, no, Halloween climbed its way down. Well, I guess the, the initial how you look at the it. The initial <laughs> Well, the First Reformed didn't move at all. It was the top of a very steep cliff. Yeah, First Reformed didn't move at all. Halloween was at the top and then has made its way down. Right, but you you watched First Reformed before you watched Halloween. Yeah. And when you watched Halloween, that exceeded First Reformed. Yes. And correct. over time, Halloween has gone below First Reformed. Yes. Yeah. So by sliding down. By sliding down. Right. Or No, not or that's how First it Reformed slid up. <laughs> <laughs> just depends on how you look at it. But no, if it's that was how the I just case, told you. <laughs> then it would be at the top. So there are now multiple movies ahead of right. Halloween. I, I get how it works, but <laughs> you, you don't sound like you do. <laughs> I'm oh. just I'm just pointing out that Matt needs to settle down after he sees a movie that he really likes. Dude, oh. It's still top five. <laughs> Halloween is still top five. Because you, you did this last year and this year where there was like three episodes in a row where you're like, got a new number one, got a new number one. Yeah, they keep, they keep coming in hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just timing, dude. I guess. Uh, okay, Mission Impossible Fallout going up against Black Klansmen. Fallout. Klansmen. Nicely done, Tom. You're going Fallout? Duh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Poor Black Klansmen. I'm surprised. I thought you were... I'm a big fan, but didn't I you think guys... it's mainly just in comparison to you two. Didn't you guys claim Black Klansmen was the best movie of the year at the time you saw it, or was it just Matt? No, I wasn't the best I don't of think the anybody year. Annihilation's been at the top until uh, I think we were talking about the uh the racially charged category. Oh, it was or my like favorite one of the of most the important year. movies maybe, but Well, black I mean when we're talking sorry to bother you blind spotting Black Klansman, Black Klansman's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's my least favorite. Actually, it was better than uh, Monsters and Men. I'll give it that. <laughs> well, at least we agree on Mission Impossible Fallout. All right. Hell yeah. Was the shit. Next matchup, Get Out, going up against Phantom Thread. Easy for me. It's Phantom, Phantom Thread. Thread. Yep. Well, Get Out gave a valiant effort. That might be kind of controversial. People fucking love Get Out. But yeah. Phantom Thread, the clear winner in this one. Masterpiece. Yes, I Yeah, agree. I mean, Get Out is like that movie that I wanted all of my friends to see immediately, but Phantom Thread is the one that I want to own. Get Out was a cultural moments yeah it was lightning in a bottle you know what i mean and it also had a real highlight moment for me oh for sure yeah the tea teacup scene yeah Mm-hmm. so good good shit if i could just yeah if i could bottle that lightning <laughs> i would and i would sell it at a <laughs> <laughs> all right we got blind spotting going up against it it it's for sure blind spotting for me i'm upset at how far it is right now yeah like what the fuck it's getting to the third it's round it's the second round chill it just advanced to the third round bud yeah the meanwhile top john wick two and good time are rowing their boats home i'm just as upset about that as you are the road to number one <laughs> is littered with dead bodies we will see who reigns supreme it advances to the next round moving on oh fuck we have a rival Going up against Dunk. the star is oh. born. Easy for I'm me. I'm looking at you, Tom. Easy for me. It's easy for me as well. We're on opposite sides of the coin. Yes, Tom. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's you just. I love Arrival. You just Arrival is remarkable. You just killed your darling. So, Travis, give your piece here. So you rewatched uh, Arrival in anticipation of this bracket. 
Yeah. Um, you know I, what? I'm changing my vote. No, don't do it, Tom. What are you doing? Star is born. Yes. Are you kidding me? That's allowed. I'll allow it. Arrival <laughs> is emotionally a gut punch. What? Visually. Okay. So is a Star, a Star is born. born is trash. Okay. I completely fell flat. The emotional moment. I know I'm alone on this one. I bawled yeah. my eyes out during a Star is Born. A Star is Born is a 3.5. Arrival is a 4. Is a 5 <laughs> out of 5. Arrival has the drama. It has the suspense. It has the performances. Mm-hmm. It has it's, the cinematography. It's in my wheelhouse tonally. Arrival is. You know, that's like my, that's my top shelf right. film category. So Smart don't get sci-fi. me wrong. I love Arrival. Stars Born just had the highest highs for me. Oh no! Well, it didn't advance, did it? Didn't you guys both choose Arrival? No, he no. picked the Stars Born. You did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's I why don't... I said you're the deciding vote. Well, Arrival. I mean, it wasn't even my favorite of the year that that year. It was like number four. Yeah, Stars Born is like my fortieth of the year. I get the love for Arrival. But I don't love Arrival. Did you? Okay. So anyway, I rewatched it. You were going to say something about it, though. So I rewatched it for this bracket, thinking I maybe missed something the first time around. Nope. Star rating did not change. Um, I think the whole, like, I guess we could call it a twist, is uh, kind of interesting. I think it's beautifully shot. Uh, love the score. Mm-hmm. Johan Johansson is, is the goat. <laughs> R.I.P. But the movie is slow. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I don't feel it's slow. slow. And Arrival, no way. It has a lack of lack of locations. The movie spends way too much time in the spaceship or around the spaceship. See, I like that. It's like a more concise. It has the same sort of feeling for me as Inception, but done better and more cohesive. Um, it has a. I don't know. The movie's weird because it has this grandness to it, but there's also like a s- smallness to it as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, it's like trying to be very important, but right. then when you break it down, it's like... It's a very small story. It's about this this one person. Yeah. Huge Which credit I love. to Denny Villanueva also. The twist actually does add to the movie. Yeah. And even on the second... Like when I rewatched it, uh, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Even better, <laughs> you know. Creature design, I think, is kind of lame. Oh, I thought it was cool. Yeah, they were going because I mean, our interpretation, like at least on a mainstream level, of aliens is very anthropomorphic. The big black eyes. Right. They were trying to be as alien as they possibly could. And I like you the... mean as octopus as they could. <laughs> <laughs> I like the mystery, though. You know, the like you don't. You don't really get to see them in all their glory. It's just you get a sense of them here and there. I like the 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 fact that it's kind of veiled a little bit. The whole alien experience. I know the the movie. I the, I know that's what the movie is about, but like it just being about language and communication for the most part is kind of boring. No, oh, it's awesome. And I feel like they do a lot of like explaining or like exposition to get the story moving in some instances like mm-hmm. the movie will slow down and then there'll be like huge leaps of exposition to get you to where you need to be in the story like jeremy renner's character is basically like the explainer for the audience i thought those scenes were good though they were well done yeah i agree it's like teacher scenes yeah you know like this is how you have to think about blah 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 
do you think this is a uh, realistic portrayal of how it would actually play out? Um, probably the most realistic portrayal that I've yeah. ever seen. Because they also deal with like aside from China, signs, they also go with like China went dark, China's going rogue. Mm. They're trying <laughs> to like you know bomb the aliens or whatever the fuck. Like there's also like politics. It's a very small part. Of I the think story, it's a good but... like Hollywood or movie version of what might happen if aliens arrived. I liked it, and I I I like the political backdrop too. Mm-hmm. Normally, a political backdrop can be a little bit sketchy, such as in Suspiria, which maybe needs like a fucking encyclopedia to understand. But um but in this one, again, credit to Denny. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. And time travel is kind of a tough thing to wrap my head around. So, yeah. It's hard to fathom. Do they time travel? Is there time? Not in the conventional way. Oh, right. Time is a circle. Yeah. She can see all of time at once. Yeah. What the fuck? No. That's pretty cool. That's pretty (laughs) fucking cool. It is a cool idea. I will also say I really like how the beginning starts as far as like aliens arriving and everyone reacting to it. Like, I think it's a very realistic approach how there's like she's in the classroom and like everyone's like turn on the tv and then like the sirens are blaring and then like people are like freaking out trying to like get out of the parking lot and like it's just like a state of emergency it gets me yeah state of emergency like war of the worlds like i'm a sucker for that shit the last of us video game Mm -hmm. like all that if if it's just like you know what forget all your ideas about modern life and about you know you're just your petty routines and your petty goals about like trying to buy a house or whatever like shit is going down and it's now humanity against something else i like that yeah you can have contingency plans but when shit really hits the fan Mm -hmm. like fucking alien invasion like whatever it is like people are gonna lose their fucking minds which i like it all bets are off you know last thing i'll say about arrival before we move on is that i feel like it's trying to be a little too important I don't think it's trying to be any more important than any other movie. A about... little too, I don't know. It's kind of like, sh- kind of showy with how important it's trying to be. Kind of like Suspiria in a way, where like there are these both like two grand pieces of work, but I feel like it's just like the directors are showing off a little bit. Be just because it's ambitious, <laughs> like it, it strives for being more than just a movie and about alien a movie about aliens. Yeah, but I don't really think it succeeds in that way. I think it does, absolutely. I, I think they're both slow movies. They're both? What's the other yeah, one? Suspiria and... Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so you're still saying A Star is Born? Yep. All right. Good job, Tom. It's my, like, one just raw emotion movie that I have loved for the last, like, three years. <laughs> All right. It may be irrational, but it's real. Uh, this one might annoy some people, but uh, we have La La Land going up against Lady Bird. La La Land. For sure. That's a La La Landslide for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Bird, very good. Probably due for a rewatch at this point. But, but it's no La La Land. No way. All right. Easy one. Next one, Wind River going up against Tully. Tully. I I think Shelly. I technically gave Wind River a higher score, but I'm going Tully. It's I think it's a more interesting and provocative movie than Wind River. Wind River. 
Doesn't matter, Tom. You want to no. say your piece before you say bye, or are you good? No, I think I already said. I mean, we already touched on. Why do you hate toys so much? I don't. I'm I like toys. <laughs> it's fine. It's not. It's not fine. It's good. It's really Amazing. good. All right, the matchup that Travis has been waiting for: Blade Runner twenty forty nine and Dunkirk. Well, say this goodbye. Is an easy one for you guys. But, Go ahead, um, yeah, Travis. Say your piece. What do you? What do you? What has not been said on this show about Dunkirk? I know, but choose. <laughs> what? I, you are you serious? You mm-hmm. you don't know what my you answer is. You have to verbalize is? it. No, he knows oh, what your answer Dunkirk, is. Dunkirk, all day. Can't believe you. Visual masterpiece. Uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> so Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But uh, yeah, Dunkirk is perfect. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is not. Dunkirk is far from a perfect movie, but we don't have to get into it. Is it is a right perfect now. experience. Mm, also, no. Especially for this guy, having to watch in the front row, IMAX. Well, yes. that was his fault, not the movies. That's true. He's <laughs> had to get his popcorn. <laughs> Sorry. We uh, had a seat saved for you through like the first preview. And I, I saw that three times in the theater, and that time was the best time. You missed out. Oh, diminishing returns is what you're saying. It got worse every time you saw it. No, that was the second time I saw it. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blade Runner 2049 advances. Goodbye, Dunkirk. Farewell. Next matchup. Best coat of all these, Blade Runner 2049. I could agree with that. I'm probably going to be <laughs> disappointed with how this one turns out, but we have Annihilation going up against Manchester by the Sea. Manchester. Annihilation. I really like Annihilation. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good movie. God damn it, Tom. He hasn't made up his mind yet. He's going to fuck me, I'm sure. No, he's not. Because Annihilation is in his wheelhouse. Yeah, it is. That's true. Yeah, you already eliminated <laughs> You eliminated a rival already. And what, what took out, or what did Manchester take out? It was one of his, right? Manchester took out three billboards. Right. Yeah. Which that was probably the toughest one we've had so far. Not for me, but... I choose Annihilation. Of course you do. Manchester by the Sea. I'm going to rewatch that one soon. I just bought it on Black Friday. Very powerful movie, but Annihilation just strives Come on, that movie more. gave us Lucas Hedges, man. I know, and I'm, I'm grateful to it for that. <laughs> uh, this one's easy. Call Me By Your Name, going up against mid-90s. Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mid-90s was solid. We enjoyed it, but I mean... It's not, it's not even, is it in any of our top fives right now? It's not even in my top 10. Yeah, me either, but Tom, I don't know. Mid 90s? No. Uh, oh, right. He doesn't do the lists like me and Travis. All I'll say is, um, you guys should watch Skate Kitchen. Yeah. I am. It's intriguing. It's the better skateboarding movie of this year. Skateboarding movies are kind of like boxing movies for me. Okay. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we have Suspiria going up against You Were Never Really Here. Suspiria. Ooh. That's a you tough one, but fucked. I am I am going Suspiria. You guys are fucked. You Were Never Really Here is one of my favorites of the year, but Suspiria is Your numero favorite. uno. <laughs> <laughs> so Suspiria advances. Shed a tear, Matt. You Were Never Really Here. Uh, is on Amazon Prime now. So for people who yeah. have not yet caught up with that one, it's pretty uh, remarkable. Definitely one of the best of the year. I don't really remember it that well. Can't say the same about Suspiria. 
All right, Tom, I'm curious what you're going to do with this one. Watch it again. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, we have Thor Ragnarok going up against Midnight Special. Midnight Special. It's also, Midnight Special. Yeah, Midnight Special for me, It's more too. special. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, for what it's worth, one of the best superhero movies. Has Sarah but... seen You Were Never Really Here? No. Has Haley? No. Chelsea is not either. Just, just us men. I don't know if she would be into it, but... Yeah, probably not. Sarah would not be into okay. it. Okay. Right. Stupid question. Listen. <laughs> We're just going to steamroll through this one. It's Last Jedi going up against Wonder Woman. It's obviously Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Oh, Let's yeah. just fucking steamroll that one. Uh, two matchups left. War for the Planet of the Apes and Moonlight. Moonlight. For sure. It is not even close. I'm, hey, I'm going to go Moonlight. You guys <laughs> If we were talking Apes Trilogy over Moonlight, though, got to go Apes Trilogy. Still, no. Absolutely not. Come on, you get three movies instead of one. Would rather watch <laughs> Moonlight three times. Uh, no way. Moonlight is three stories in one. That's true. Yeah. Hey, that's a good... There you go. Caesar's Ark versus... <laughs> Chiron... <laughs> Uh, all right, last matchup of the second round: Spider-Man: Homecoming and Killing of a Sacred Deer. Killing of a Sacred d- 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 Kill Homecoming. Yeah, bye bye Spider-Man. I love fucking love Spider-Man. He's my favorite Marvel hero. But Killing of a Sacred Deer. Deer eat spiders. <laughs> it's a well-known fact hmm? that deer eat spiders. Mm. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's just how the food chain works, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dear omnivores. <laughs> All right, round three. We're getting into the nitty gritty. This is uh, the size of a bracket we would normally do. We got down to the top 16. All right, so we got about two hours left in the bracket <laughs> <now>. <laughs> We're making pretty good time so yeah, far. Yeah, But that was the easy shit. Now it's going to get a little bit more difficult. First matchup in the round of 16. We have the big sick going up against first reformed. Ooh. First it's pretty reformed. tough, but it's big sick for me. Two completely different movies. Mm-hmm. Two excellent movies. Um, not to sh- show my cards too early for my uh, best of 2018, but God, these might bitch. fall in the same spot of their own respective lists, right around the same spot. So, but I am. Last year was a better year for movies than this year. No, I I'm ultimately going the big sick, but I'm saying they're both one of the best of their own respective years. It's for the 9-11 joke, right? That's why you're going big sick? Oh, yeah. That 9-11 joke. Oh, yeah. That was the showstopper. Probably <laughs> the, f- the best joke of the past couple of years. I mm-hmm. can't think of something I laugh harder at. It's an amazing joke on mm-hmm. multiple levels. And the way he delivers it and everything, it's just perfect. Again, it's the salt that brings out the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next matchup, Mission Impossible Fallout. Unfortunately, going up against Phantom Thread. See you later, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Mission Mission Impossible Fallout is fucking dope, but Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Be real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, adios. It's going up against A Star is Born. Star is Born. A Star is Born. How the fuck is... Ugh. See you later. A Star it's... is Born better not get past 
this next round here. I'm going to flip this fucking table. We're going to be high-fiving each other here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> More right. like Oh, thank <laughs> Christ. Okay. Uh, La La Land going up against Tully. La La Land. For sure. Uh, Are you? Yeah. No. It's, it's La La <laughs> I was Land. just going to say. that sucks for Tully. <laughs> yeah, you're the biggest Tully fan at this table. Yeah. It's solid. We'll, we'll talk more about it in a couple, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we will return. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one this one hurts, guys. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049 going up against Annihilation. Blade Runner by far. Why did both the of those sci-fi. movies have to go up against where each you, other? Where are you going? I'm going Blade Runner. You know where I'm going, right? Yeah, I know where you're going. Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate. I'm glad Annihilation got that far, though. We will talk more about Annihilation in the coming Have weeks. Have you rewatched it since you saw it in theater? Blade Runner? No, Annihilation. I've only seen both once. Mm. I saw it again. Annihilation. Like it more or about the same? About the same. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like you need to rewatch it or no? Like I needed to? Yeah. Like no, not you didn't really. Get much more I mean, it? it was kind of it was fun to see the visuals again, but they didn't like. Yeah. impact me more and then i think the uh did it sort drop, of balances did you drop out acid or anything what's that did you drop acid or anything uh, no <laughs> i think the uh like what you learn at the end of yeah. annihilation the first time you see it adds a little bit going into a rewatch but the like the horror and some of the more shocking stuff in the film is dampened by seeing it a second time you know, yeah, it's not as sharp, so it sort of balances out. It's about the same thing. Cool. And the writing still sucks. That's a strong word. It is uh, inconsistent. How about that? Okay. Yeah, I can live with it. <laughs> I flipped pretty hard on Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, almost like a Last Jedi situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Matt. But yeah. um, I still feel like there's just something missing in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like, there's not as much emotional investment as I... He's more Batista. Yeah. I just didn't care enough about the whole through line of Ryan Gosling's character. It has a certain... But everything else surrounding it, I love all the ideas and the way it let's looks. Sa- let's save it. It's okay. still in. Okay. Okay. Uh, this next matchup, we have Luca Guadagnino going up against Luca Guadagnino. Oh, fuck. We have Call Me By Your Name going up against Suspiria. That's fucked. These it are Matt's fun. currently favorite of 2017 and 18. Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, it's Call Me By Your Name. Well, yeah. Yeah, we know where it's at here <laughs> on, but hey, that's pretty cool. The same dude has two movies in our top 16. And they uh, were pitted against each other. Sad, sad, sad. But call me by your name is in a uh, different bracket. They might have seen each other in the finals. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, where is Denny from? Uh, he is. Is he uh, French? French Canadian, I think. Yeah, he is. You're right. Yeah, he's from Montreal. Where? <clears throat> and then where's <clears throat> Alfonso Cuaron from? I think Mexico. Uh, Mexico. And Luca Guadagnino is Italian? I don't know what he is. Italian? Pro- no, I, think, I, don't, I mean, that I fucking name, so. you would think. He sounds like he owns a pizza shop. And I'm pretty sure he's Italian. what about Inaritu? He's Spanish. He's either from Spain or Mexico. <laughs> no, he's Mexico. Inaritu? Okay. Yeah. All these romantic language guys are just crushing it these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, G- uh, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. another Mexican. 
Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> We're just naming Mexicans now. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, my favorite Mexican. <laughs> Anglo. <laughs> uh, more like Anglo Saxon. Am I right? No. As Anglo. Ball has his sack. next movie been announced? Nolan. Yeah. Uh-uh. Can't wait. That that news drop. What is he going to do next? Horror. In what way will he work in comedy? Uh, no. Ticking clock. We'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, time will be involved. <laughs> we know Hans Zimmer will be there. That's for sure. Hell yeah. All right. Another sci-fi matchup. We have Midnight Special going up against Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Star Wars. It is the Star Last Wars. Jedi. Ouch. I feel like they're on two different planes, but uh, I got to give the edge to Last Jedi. It has the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Special is due for a rewatch. I will say that. All right, last matchup of the round of 16. This one, I'm curious. We have Moonlight and the killing of a sacred deer. Mm. I'm not going first. Fuck you. <laughs> Tom? Moonlight. You Moonlight too? Uh, Yes, Moonlight. I'm going Moonlight. Okay. I'll probably go Moonlight too. Then <laughs> Killing of a Sacred Deer was so actually interesting, though. It doesn't matter. We both just went. Moonlight, no, yeah, right? I know. But um, Moonlight was higher, at least in my top ten rankings. I'm pretty sure mm. of each year. Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's one that I love telling people to watch. I'm partial to the Lobster. I don't think you guys are, but I am. Tom might be. I know you guys both love that movie. Um, I, I, at first I was, but looking back, it's Killing mm. of a Sacred Deer. I'm still a huge fan of Dogtooth. That's I really need to watch that. Dog, have you ever seen it? No. Oh, that's the one you guys it? say had a crazy ending. Do you want right? to borrow? Yeah, it? yeah, I do want to borrow it. Okay. This. Uh, I this... don't know if you should watch it with. I'm not going to. Sarah. Okay. <laughs> we tried to. I I I rented it on Amazon one day and we watched like the first five minutes. She's like, I can't watch this, so turn it off. Yeah. We're in the top eight. This top eight is top pretty elite. good, minus Stars Born, but. We'll get to that. This, what were you about to say? This coffee and beer is just flowing through me. Can you guys stall for a minute? Uh, yeah, and then I, <laughs> you'll have to stall for me because I also have to go. But Travis can go me. first. Okay. All right, well, Matt. Let, let's review and see which ones you are most disappointed about not being in the Elite Eight right now. Um, That did not make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. I am very disappointed that uh, Coco had to go so early. Uh, I am sad that Arrival yeah. lost to fucking A Star Is Born. Doesn't matter. Just say that what movie's it, trash. Say which ones you're mad about. Uh, mother losing to Lady Bird in the first rounds. That sucks. You're taking these losses too personally. You should just say the ones that you wish were in the Elite Eight. The ones, those, those movies. Okay. What would my Elite Eight bait? No, no, Jesus. no. That's not what this is. What are you asking? What the most I don't disappointing know, losses? Early departures. You know, I think uh, I think John Wick Two for me is probably the most. Oh painful big time well not it's not the most painful for me but mm. that matchup the fact that those two had to be pitted up against each other yeah. plus Suspiria just got knocked out by call me by your name so it was all yeah. in vain you know this is an interesting exercise because we put together 64 movies and i figured we would have at least had 64 movies that were like so good but there were a few kind of iffy ones on this list there are also some movies that not all three of us have seen that you know really yeah like what 
Well, yeah, Mandy, but I was thinking You mean that more aren't like, on the list? Yeah, like that were on oh. our own personal lists that right. maybe... Like 20th Century Women. Oh, that was a couple years ago, wasn't it? That was 2016. Yeah. That didn't make our consensus. Nocturnal thing. Animals was also 2016? That was 2016. Kresha. Yeah, Kresha. <laughs> that wouldn't have made it for me. Hacksaw Ridge. All right, you guys stall. I gotta go to the bathroom. Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, dude, I love that movie. 2016. Mm. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I saw it. Mel Gibson, man. I know what you're going to say. Just say it. He rocks. No, say what you say what? about him. He's back. He really he really knows how to make an epic. <laughs> direct a, a war movie oh. or direct a battle scene. He does. He does. He does. Did he direct Braveheart? I think he did. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Those battle scenes are some of the best. Oof. So good. Do for a rewatch. Yeah. I've seen it once. What? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It is. Did you think it was boring when you watched it when no. you were younger? Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't watch it when I was younger. I probably watched it like within the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. The, the, the runtime is always going to scare me away. But I think people... Once you sit down and submit... Oof. Right. I think people maybe give it some shit because it was like, you know, it's a 90s movie. It was really popular at the time. Well, and it's it's not cool to like Mel Gibson these days. Well, that's true. Yeah. Latest but, I heard, though, he is directing Suicide Squad 2, or did that get changed? I, he's doing something big. I can't believe they're making a sequel. I'm excited. <laughs> that was a hunk of garbage. If, if Margot Robbie's back, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, she can be in other movies. She is in other movies. Uh... What's that one? The Queen of Scots? Mary Queen of Scots. That one looks like a meh movie. But well, you don't like period I'll pieces. Especially <clears throat> ones like that. <laughs> but um, I, I, Tanya, rules. So your turn for a bathroom break, Tom? Yeah. Wait, why I, did you guys... Oh, we started talking about Mel Gibson and then Hack- well, yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson, Braveheart... Was I Tanya a feature review? And then we started talking about Suicide Squad. Uh, Suicide Squad? No. Because Mel Gibson was attached to the second one, or he still is. Suicide Squad 2? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. To play that announced as director. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. It's going to be huge. I believe they're making that. Didn't that movie bomb? <laughs> no, it made a ton of money. Did it really? Just no one liked it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone saw it, but no one liked it. Um Yeah, I think if anything, our podcast is going to win best editing this year. Our podcast, a tightly wound machine. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, maybe you guys talked about this, but what's uh, what's your biggest loss so far? Good time. I'm I'm First crying round. internally. Yeah. There were, I, we didn't even say any. Well, I said a couple things about good time, but it was just discarded. I don't. You're the only one who champions that movie on this show. On this show, yeah. There are and it's, on it's fans out there. No, no. Robert Pattinson's the people only love that movie. <laughs> you guys just don't, don't get it. <laughs> Twenty years from now, you guys should be like, "Oh yeah, I was wrong." No, nah, it's not gonna happen, bud. Masterpiece. All right, let's start our top eight. The first matchup. This one's tough. We have the big sick going up against Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. It's the big sick for me. Really, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get the big sick off this list for. Round after round. No, you loved it too. Get out of here. I loved it. It was great, but it has to go. I think it's it's time. Phantom Thread. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. I fucking love Phantom Thread, but... They were probably pretty close for you, right? Yeah, technically, I Big Sick was higher on its respective list than... But not by much, right? Phantom Thread was, I think, number five. Big Sick was three, I think. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Phantom Thread. Of course, Paul Thomas Anderson gets the top four, because how could he not? All right. I am finally ready for A Star is Born to get fucked, because it's going up against La La Land. La La Land. Yes. Well... That was uh, both mine and Travis's number ones of that year. Yeah, our very first episode. That's my number two. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Pretty, uh, pretty uh, heavy hitter coming into this uh, top four here. We'll so see what happens. Circumstances killed off a Star Is Born. Yeah. No, it's a fucking miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle that a Star Is Born got to the top eight. Okay. <laughs> Just a bad matchup. Victim of circumstance. <laughs> yeah. I'm the clicker over here. I could have just sent it home in the first round, but I'm an honorable man. <laughs> All right. This one's ugh, this one's tough. We got Call Me By Your Name going up against Blade Runner 2049. Holy shit. It's Call it, Me By Your Name for me, but that hurts. It's... It hurts. I don't, Tom, I don't know. They were my one and two that year, and it hurt to pick Blade Runner over Call Me By Your Name then, and it hurts now. Do you remedy the situation, or are you going Blade Runner again? It feels like it would be un untrue to pick differently. We're a year we're a year you removed can't. from that. Feelings can change. You can't. You can't change your mind now. Sorry. <laughs> Don't listen to him. This would be the most boring bracket in the world. We were literally like, well. I gave uh, that one was a number three that year, and this one was a number five, so I have to go with the number I three. Think Call me by your name. Go is with just your like heart. So man. beautiful, the most beautiful. I'm not the deciding vote, so it's all on you. Yeah. What did you pick? He picked. I, well, well, we both picked Call Me by Your Name. I got to go Call Me by Your Name because mm-hmm. that was on my top ten, and Blade Runner was not. Yeah, all right, just, just don't. <laughs> and Call Me by Your Name is a five. Blade We're... Runner is a four point okay, five. Okay, yes, that's <laughs> sure. That's different. <laughs> Call Me by Your Name. Okay. I also just like Call Me By Your Name more than Blade Runner. <laughs> but Blade you Runner went, 2049 is a remarkable piece You went with Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. What was this number two, dude? Even when I watched, just even could, when I made that list the first time, I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, Call Me By Your Name is a better movie. Are you but, retroactively saying Call Me By Your Name is your number one? No. Okay. It's not my number one. I just think it's better. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Kind of like, good, I feel like good time. I, I feel like a person can be self-aware enough. To, if I were to, to redo my top 10 of 2017, it would be all the same, except Good Time is number one, Dunkirk is number two, Phantom Thread is number three. So Phantom Thread goes from one to three. Mm-hmm. And then Good Time jumps Dunkirk for number one. Yep. <laughs> what a mess. That's this the, obsessive compulsive reorganizing that's the movie, that man. you do all the time. <laughs> I spend half my life thinking about <laughs> this kind of stuff. Thinking about lists. <laughs> All right. This is uh, our last matchup of the Elite Eights. We have Moonlight. Star Wars The Last Jedi going up against Moonlight. Moonlight is better. It's Moonlight. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Moonlight is better. More important, maybe. But Last Jedi is... Maybe if they hadn't done that stupid treasure planet scene. Very entertaining and one of the best Star Wars movies. It's a, the best Star Wars movie. 
Mm, a New Hope still wins. No. <laughs> <laughs> the first one did it best. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you didn't even pick the right old one. This bracket is actually I know, been not cool enough. <laughs> easier than I thought it was going to be. Because uh, we're at our final four now. Yeah, we're cruising. Here's the matchups. Phantom Thread going up against La La Land. Ooh, my number ones of each year. I mean, you just said good time. If you redid well, it, it would. Yeah, but. I think it's La La Land for <laughs> me. <laughs> it's also La La Land. Land for me. So, I mean, do you want to say your piece <laughs> on uh, You're like really settled in like, hmm, what do I do here? Well, I already lost. I'm but. on record, though. I'll go La La Land. It's, it. it's amazing. Say, say a little something about, about Phantom Thread, though. Listen to my listen to our best of 2017 episode. No. Oh yeah. Oh, we should mention that Phantom Thread kind of got on as a formality because it was not a featured review. True. We just decided because it was so high on our list that we needed to include it. Yeah. Well, we never really gave it a chance to even have a featured review. Either. It's because of the timing. It came out like yeah. what on Christmas or maybe it here came out the Seattle. day before we recorded our top ten episode. Oh, right, because, yeah, we saw it on my birthday, didn't we? Yeah, and then Tom saw it, like, a week or two later. Right, and at so that point, it, it was, like, no point to keep talking about it. But, yeah. Uh, Phantom Thread. Um, it's Daniel Day-Lewis's swan song. He is amazing in it. Uh, it's beautifully shot. It's very complex. It uh, made me think a lot about my own life and relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very funny, funnier than I expected. Mm-hmm. Has one of the best transitions ever on film. Oh, the the mountain, the mountain oh, peak when, one when yeah. it dissolves into the the snow, dissolving into them walking down the stairs during Christmas time. That oh my. is good shit, right, Maroki? <laughs> 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 that right there. I mean, that's that's enough. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye bye, Phantom Thread. Last matchup of the final four. Call me by your name and. Moonlights. I hate this. Oh my god. I hate this matchup. <laughs> so it didn't really come into play as much as I thought it would, but I had alluded to a movie that I rewatched. Moonlight is the movie oh. I rewatched. And I loved it. Okay. I mean I gave it five stars the first time I saw it, but it didn't even make my top ten. If I redid that year's top ten, it would probably be number four or five. Okay. But where are you going? I'm going. Call me by your name. Okay. That's why it's a little disappointing because Moonlight just fucking cruised to the fi- to the to final four. Yeah, really didn't have too part of the matchup. I mean, Last Jedi. That's a really fantastic movie. We all love. Wait, but... what's all left? I... Can we do a little recap here? Well, in the finals, it's La La Land. So we're picking Moonlight or Call Me by Your Name to go to the finals. Uh, wow, is it going to be the battle of 2016 again? <laughs> Yeah, I already lost that once. <laughs> Ryan Gosling will always. Is this win. up to me? <laughs> what did you, you guys yeah, pick? Did, call me I by pick "Call Me by Your Name." Yeah, what did, where did you go on it? Ooh. Moonlight. How? Where was Moonlight on your list? Six, six. Okay. And then "Call Me by Your Name" was seven on its list. Oh yeah, well you really dropped the ball on that one, bud. No, no, I stand by it. Uh, Come on, Peach. I know, it's a good peach. <laughs> <laughs> That's a peach. <laughs> I'm going to pick Call Me By Your Name. They're both 
very not very similar. They're both kind of similar. <laughs> they're both movies about love. I think Call Me by Your Name is definitely more about love. Moonlight's yeah. about a lot of things. It's very beautiful, but having just rewatched it, I will say you can tell in parts that it is his first movie. Some of it looks incredible, and some of it's Moonlight? like, eh, yeah. That's not his first movie. What did he do before Moonlight? Uh, his first feature? Something for Melancholy. It's like It was a feature length film? Yeah. Oh, well. But he's a, yeah, early uh, film. Yes. Uh, I will go with Call Me By Your Name as well. I do want to say, having just watched it last night, I was really struck by how like heartbreakingly beautiful that mm. movie is just start to finish. There's so many impactful scenes, mm-hmm. uh, so many hard conversations, but are also like poetic. Um, Chiron is a really interesting character. It doesn't take any shortcuts, man. The scene it all with feels him and his mother in the third act is just like, <sighs> well, and in the first act too, there's a conversation where Mahershala Ali and Janelle Monet, Chiron uh, <clears throat> gets called a homophobic slur at school, and he asks them mm-hmm. what it means. And they're not even his parents, and they have to figure out how they're going to wade. It's basically a minefield. Like, yeah, how we're not his parents. Like, how do we go? Mm-hmm. You know, just I think honestly, the Amazon description of this movie kind of helped me view it through a different lens because somewhere in the description it says like, blah 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 a person throwing up three se- throwing up growing up three separate stories uh and the people he encounters who show extraordinary kindness or something like that it went out of his way to be- to emphasize the people in his life who are mm-hmm. kind to him mm-hmm. and rewatching it through that lens like it was really emotional and impactful like it's it's Chiron's story but i mean he had a really tough life, but there's these yeah. moments, these flourishes of just like genuine human compassion that I thought were I think pretty good. I do definitely see the comparison between the two movies. I think on the one hand, you have Call Me By Your Name, which for me is a warmer movie. Like even the climate, the setting of the movie, the tone, the laid back, relaxed atmosphere. And then yeah. Moonlight is cold and hard. You know, just like the name. um okay well call me by your name advances to the finals so you killed both your number ones for i've been killing my darlings call me by your name kill my darling i had a feeling this was gonna happen this is what you thought was gonna happen i knew at least like i knew what was the final four final four was uh phantom thread and la la lands and call me by your name in moonlight Okay, I would have guessed three out of the four would have been in the final four, and they're not Phantom Thread. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I didn't think Phantom Thread was going to get that far. I also, the early part of the bracket was a little weak. Before I rewatched Moonlight, I didn't think Moonlight was going to get that far, but I think it's valid. And I, I thought I didn't know that um, Calling by Your Name would beat out Moonlight. I thought mm. Moonlight was your your darling, your number one. No, it just was that one year. Okay. Well, now we're in the finals. Well, I think we know what's going to win, but... <laughs> or do, do we? we? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, you go first. What do you think? La La Land going up against Call Me By Your Name for the win in the Cinephiles Digest Tournament of Champions. There Special can only be one. 50 episode. There can only be one. Well, I'm going La La Land. 
I'm going call me by your name. Boom. I knew this was I knew that movie was gonna win before we even started. (laughs) But I'm I'm ultimately okay with it. I I'm completely at peace with Call Me By Your Name. That's number one. This is my number one of twenty sixteen going up against my number one of twenty seventeen, so I'm cool with this list. Yeah. I mean, you know, we lost some people along the way, but people. (laughs) Yes. Fallen soldiers. Um, yeah, I think that's fitting. Maybe a little predictable, ultimately, but yeah. I think it was a fun exercise. Didn't know you'd go so hard, Tom. I thought what I might mean? be able to uh, team up with you and take out Call Me By Your Name. What? Why would I want to do that? What could have? With what Blade could Runner? have? What did you think? Like, what did you think had a shot? Oh, I thought like maybe Moonlight or Blade Runner twenty forty nine would have. Yeah. I mean, they did. They both got pretty far. Actually, Not Call far Me enough. By Your Name went up against both of those movies. Not far enough. Interesting. Well, call me by your name. You heard it here. The greatest film of the past. I think we just uh, proved this whole exercise was pointless. Well, no. I if mean, you guys both went in with call me by your name as your number one, then it's going to win. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's two on one. Well, did, so Tom, I definitely came you in went, with it. Yes. He my secretly went in with this being his number one. Yeah, come, come in with Whether you knew thing, it or Tom. not, call me by your name is your number one going in. Yeah, but that doesn't make the exercise pointless. We didn't know each other's number ones. We all knew his number one. The whole world knew that. <laughs> I don't know. He could have made some weird pl- case for Star Wars or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's call me by your name. So it's honestly, <laughs> since we started doing this podcast, like when I look at previous years, like the, the most recent movie I can think of that would surpass Call Me By Your Name, like on my own personal list, is Her. Mm. That's the only one of the past couple of years that I would put above Call Me By Your Name. I have to go all the way back to 20, what was what, that? 14, I think? So the to, find, to find a movie that four would... Four or five years, Call Me By Your Name is your favorite? Yes. Good time is mine. <laughs> That's fuck that. Unbelievable. I still can't. I can't. <laughs> probably going all the way back to drive, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> God. <laughs> all right. Well, we did it, guys. We crowned the winner. Call Me By Your Name is the Ken Jennings of our Tournament of Champions. You guys know what I'm talking about? Nope. No. You know who Ken Jennings is? He lives in Seattle. Mm. He holds the record for the most consecutive games of Jeopardy. He won 54 uh-huh. games in a row of Jeopardy. And he lives in Seattle. He's an author now. He's been on Doug Loves Movies a couple times. I don't know if you guys ever listen to that, but... What does he write about? I used to. Trivia? Uh, general history stuff. It's all pretty specialized. I've never actually read any of his books, but... Mm. All right. Well, that does it. Episode 50. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're coming up on Christmas time. We got one more episode. Well, how many? When is our best of 2018 episode? Depends when we want to call it. Call it a year. Well, we need to at least give the first week of January or so, because there's probably going to be some stuff that trickles in. I'm pretty sure we recorded best of 2017 around like the 20th of January. It was pretty late into January by the time we recorded it. 2016. When's your birthday? January 10th. No, so we recorded on January 11th. Okay. The first episode we ever did was was late January, I think. Right. But 
So we're recording on December 2nd. If we keep our schedule going, we would be recording the weekend before Christmas. I can record after I see... Or wait, no, 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 no. We switched it so that wouldn't be the case. The weekend of uh, your brother's... Uh, right, we're going to record oh, that. Oh, God, we're going to be hungover. Again. Second year in a row that we're going to be hungover recording this podcast. <laughs> last year, it was the Last Jedi episode. <laughs> Oof, that was Travis told a story the, about barfing in his car. That was one of the toughest episodes to get through. We did it, though. Oh, yeah. So that would put the best of 2018 episode New Year's weekend. We should probably wait until one more. As long as I see Mary Poppins in Destroyer, I'm good to go. Mary Poppins? (laughs) Dude, have you seen the little teaser for that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. It looks good. It's going to be huge. That's that's a four. I'm I'm pre-watching that at a four star. (laughs) I know. I'm just... (laughs) I thought... So well, true. <laughs> it's really cool. I don't know how they filmed it or whatever, but it looks like a 3D, 2D movie. What the fuck does that mean? 5D. Like, you're not wearing glasses, but it's 3D. But it looks 3D? Yeah. It just looks like a... What are you talking about? It looks like a movie. I don't know. The little clip I saw, like, it was like a Dolby, like, you know, they were pimping Dolby for Mary Poppins, and they were talking about the camera that they used, but... Oh, some sort of new camera or something, I guess? I don't know. They didn't really give a lot of detail, but the whole like 2D animation put in with the live action stuff, some of the images, they're popping. It's like La La Land. It's popping. Poppin'. Poppin'. It's popping. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. But Destroyer poppin'. is high, high on the list. So for anyone, if this is your first episode of the Cinephiles Digest podcast, you probably picked a good one to start with because people would have gotten a pretty good indicator of our tastes. We have officially crowned our favorite film on the show. Now, moving forward, we're almost done with two years. So if this is your first time listening, thank you for one. Two, maybe go back and uh, look at the episode titles. Maybe you'll see something you like. What are some Tickles of our best? Fancy. What are some of our favorites? Yeah, let's uh, let's reminisce a little bit. We got we got some time. Stars Born episode. I think right. that was a really good one. <laughs> that was that got heated mostly on my part, but <laughs> yeah, I was also very dr- not very drunk, but I was pretty drunk on that episode. What was our, another fun one? I think Annihilation had a good discussion. Annihilation that episode. was good. Two guests on that one. Uh, the Blade Runner episode was pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we had Paris on that one. We were drinking Bramosas, and Jay was on that episode too. Yeah, yeah, he bounced after a. Uh, Right. first part but um so statistically i'm not going to give you guys any metrics the listeners but statistically our two most listened to episodes are 12 and 13 going Which back to our first year i might mix up the order but 12 i think was the big sick um i got you oh Ocha, maybe. 12 was Cars 3, It Comes at Night, and The Book of Henry. Episode 13 was Baby Driver, The Big Sick, The Beguiled, Ocha, and Atomic Blonde. So that's probably why it's our most listened to episode. Yeah, the most titles. It comes up in the most searches. That's our most listened to episode. I don't know if you knew that, Tom, but. I didn't know that. Epi 13. No showstoppers in that list. We so had five featured reviews on that. Yeah, dude. Wow, a bunch of tryhards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was just a, we were busy. That was a busy two weeks. Um, but yeah, been doing this for two years. 
Still having fun. Best of 2017, I think, was a good episode. I think both of our... I love best of episodes, yeah. so those were good. I mean, best of 2016 was our first episode, but yeah. given that, I think it was solid. Yes, we've come a long way. we got new mics now. We have a mixer. No, it's the same mics. New mixer, though. A little more comfortable. My mic's new. It doesn't chairs. take me six hours to record a fucking... Or to edit an episode I still anymore. can't believe that was ever was the normal. <laughs> There's still lost episodes episodes you're never getting seven eight and nine maybe someday if enough people request it no one's asking for it but uh people have yet to hear our guardians of the galaxy volume two episode Mm -hmm. yeah with fate of the furious yeah can we cut out the uh, part about ghost in the shell if we uh... (laughs) yeah there's a little whitewashing controversy we had on the show (laughs) i was totally okay with it and i did a terrible job um arguing my side (laughs) Um, so maybe those episodes will see the light of day someday, but... Scarlett Johansson rules. Not on my priority. <laughs> yeah, you fought Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. On Black Friday. Yeah. Why? I kind of love that movie. Visually stunning. You kind of love it? <laughs> way more than Valerian. Oh, you dude, no way, dude. Yes. Valerian is Valerian's eye candy. more interesting. Valerian sure. is a Reese's cup. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost in the with? Shell is a fucking... Mr. Goodbar. Plain M&M. Mr. Goodbar is delicious. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, That's good. Mr. Goodbars are not delicious. Yeah, they are. They're fine. Dude, Mr. Goodbars are awesome. It's like, no, it's candy for old people. I was struggling to come up with a... <laughs> Mr. Goodbar? It's it's not candy for old people. It's candy by, by old people. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I guess I'll end that candy analogy. All right. Yeah, because it was wrong. What do we got coming up? We got maybe the favorites... Gotta see the favorite. Maybe Roma, depending on how the timing works out. I don't, don't know. know about it, but gotta see it. <laughs> it's gonna be a big one. Um, well, we're definitely seeing those. Oh, for sure. I just mean when we record in two weeks. The, the next episode. I don't really know. I mean, release windows this time of year are kind of sketchy because it's like, does LA and New York get it? Does it open wide? Is it going to be a staggered release? Uh, I don't know. Are you guys planning on seeing Green Book at all? I don't. Probably not. It's a little late at this point. I don't know. I'm not going to see it's it. It's been out for, what, two weeks now? I've heard great things about it. Yeah, I Sounds have like a real clout, crowd pleaser. It's got Viggo Mortensen. looked like a crowd pleaser. Viggo Mortensen and uh, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. I am not a crowd. I'm an individual. You're a Mahershala fan, though. Yes. And a Viggo fan. Yeah. Dude, those, those are two of the best right there. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen enough of Mahershala's movies, but Viggo... Probably the most underrated actor we have. Yes. That dude has been in some bangers, and he does not get enough credit. Agreed. It's because he's Aragorn. Everyone just sees him as Aragorn. <sighs> Gotta rewatch both History of Violence and Eastern Promises. Mm. History of Violence is great. Uh, Eastern Promises is great. Dude, that fucking shower yeah. sauna knife fight. Oh, my God. God, <laughs> I'm getting hard just thinking about it. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show, sticking with us. We do have some people who have been with us since the beginning. So if you're listening, we Thanks, appreciate Mom. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 50 episodes. We'll see how many more. I think we're, we got full steam going ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, we I'm got some fucking jet engine over here. <laughs> Thomas the tank engine. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Choo-choo. Choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs>
like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps our visibility. We will return in a couple weeks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Goodbye.